Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. All right, I'm here this week with Taylor Arndt. Hi, Taylor. It's good to have you back with us. Yeah, Michael. I'm very glad to be back. Yeah, so we're going to. We we had some technical difficulties at the beginning, so we're starting. We had to do a, a take two this time, but yeah, it, it's really cool to have you know you you back on, and we're going to talk about Microsoft Loop today, and it's it's a topic that you're pretty interested in, right? Yes, I am, and I'm very interested in it because it it's amazing. Yeah, it, it's a really cool program. And, you know, it, it's really cool to have folks on that have interest in topics that, you know, to talk about. Because if, if you're not interested in a topic, it's pointless having people on to talk about it, you know. So we're glad to have you back and that you're interested in Loop. So basically, we were looking at other tools and solutions that we could use for running our business. And uh, we we've a lot of people know about Notion and, and other tools that we, a lot of people call the second brain. And so Microsoft Loop was invented to kind of be that alternative to Notion. And so I said, well, let's, this was back in 2022. I'm like, let's try it out. And it, they didn't, they were still getting it off the ground. And it really took through 2023 to get it really polished and looking good and I said, well, let's try it. And now there's an iOS and Android app, but there's a, there's a web application and a desktop web wrapper on Windows. And Loop is basically that Notion alternative that we were looking for. But Taylor, why, why didn't you use Notion? What, what was kind of the, the drawbacks to Notion? Notion is a great program. The problem is is that it's not great if you use a screen reader. You see, there's a lot of unlabeled buttons and other inaccessibilities that made Notion pretty much impossible to use as somebody who is blind and use screen reader. It's good if you have low vision. I don't want to say it's good, but it's usable. But it's practically unusable if you don't have any sight and you're relying on a screen reader to use the web. Yeah, and 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 uh, it it's... It's a great program, but it also costs to get all the f- benefits from. And oh, yeah, that's so, true. And so does Notion. I mean, so, do, so does Loop. But we'll get into why it's so great here in a minute. But I, I liked Notion because of all of the ability to, to change things and move things around and use blocks and things like that. And I said, well, it would be great to have an accessible alternative Notion just has not worked on accessibility. And if they do that, that would be great. You do have to pay per workspace. Mm-hmm. Workspaces are basically like silos where you could put information. And you have to have a paid version of Office to get that. And you cannot, you can't get it on the Homer family plan, I don't think. But yes, you can, Michael. Workspaces? Uh yes. I saw that I was able to create workspaces on my iCloud account. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't know. I'm going to have to investigate that a little bit more. The business basic, you cannot do that. I know that for sure. 
but it's worth checking out if we can do that on the family plan because that would be pretty, you know, that would be pretty neat if you could just, you know, create workspaces without having the business versions of all. But I still want to keep, I want to keep yeah. our business, yeah. obviously. We do have the business plans and that does allow us to create unlimited workspaces and things like that. Yeah, and I think the home and family does have some restrictions on like the different templates and things that are available. Right. You get you do get a lot more and you get the ability to integrate it into your Microsoft Office environment if you have the business standard. So Loop lets you create basically ideas is what they call them. They're they're pages and their ideas. With workspaces, you can put those pages and ideas in one central spot and then be able to categorize those, have sub pages and things like that. And you could just drag, double tap and hold on iOS and drag and drop those pages or reorder them. Or you could create a sub page whenever you create a new page. The reason why this is nice is because Unlike OneNote or others where you have notebooks and things like this, you can reference content in other pages. You can have a cover. You can write blog posts. And that's one thing I want to mess with as well is if, like Notion and Obsidian, I can create blog posts and then have it just post to WordPress from the application. But with, with Loop, it's just so accessible. And it even works in the, it's fully accessible in the iOS or Android app as well. So they've taken a lot of effort to really make this work pretty well. Have you found any issues, Taylor, with the web or desktop version? Not really, just a couple of the templates have some specific issues to them. So, Like the Kanban board, for example. So... Loop does have templates and things like that you can add, like uh, to-do lists, uh, issue trackers, and Kanban boards, kind of like Trello. Why don't you talk about some of the issues you've had with the boards? So the boards, the issue I have is that I can't see the different cards in the sections. And so if I try to do the command, the Alt-Control-Down-Arrow, something like that, it just doesn't work, right? It doesn't show me the details for the cards, and it doesn't read me the title. Gotcha. So it it really does. I mean, there's. I was able to with voiceover and things like that to be able to read those pieces of information, but it just depends on what you're using. And so, but the neat thing is, a lot of these boards you have to drag and drop items and you can actually use menus to move to the column to the right, move to the column to the left, move above, move below, instead of having to rely on drag and drop, which is really fantastic for screen reader users. It really is. If they could fix those couple issues that I just mentioned, then it will be fully accessible. Yeah, and, and you could color code things. It does support light and dark mode, which is really nice. The desktop app lets you select it, whereas the mobile app relies on the system. So I wish they would kind of fix that. But it's a fantastic application. So why do I like a program like Loop? I like it because I can collect data. Like One of the biggest things is finding an accessible wiki 
right? Like to create documentation, put a lot of, you know, things like how-to guides or specific things for stuff you're working on with your company. Like I was saying, Notion, you have to pay per workspace. But with Loop, if you have the business standard account, which is $15 a month, you get unlimited workspaces from what I can tell. And then you can link those workspaces to Microsoft. Like, I'm sure you could put like links to Microsoft lists or other things in there. I don't know if the, all of that's included yet or not. But it just integrates throughout the Microsoft Office suite. It works with Outlook. We have not tested to see what it's like to copy and paste a loop component into a email or into a Teams chat, but I don't see why. You know, I think it it kind of with them using Electron and, and WebView based applications, it kind of all is, you know, it all is very similar code base or code sets. So I would imagine, you know, if if they're writing it in one way, then they could just take your loop components and copy it between applications. That's what I, I'm guessing. Would you use loop in this kind of a way, Taylor? Would you use loop to copy information between applications or would you use it as an idea collection and, and things like that? No, I'd use it for both. I just thought of something. I wonder if I could make each issue for a common issue for accessibility stuff into a loop component. And then I don't know if could I select the issue that I want and insert it into something. Could that work? I don't know. I'm going to have to play around with that after I get done with the IACast and get get done troubleshooting something else. But I don't know. I'm going to have to try to figure that out. Yeah, and and I'm going to be very curious about. Uh, I'm just curious if people can use uh, workspaces in home and family because that will that will be interesting and things like that. So. I was able to create one, and I I was able to do it. So yeah. Now, but were you also signed into both accounts or just the one? Just the one. I opened up an incognito tab. Okay, interesting, fantastic. And I wonder if you could can you create more than one? Do you know? I don't know. Because they may limit you to one workspace, but that's, that's Probably. fantastic. It does allow for people to create more, to use this stuff without having to get the premium, you know, versions of Office or the standard, I mean. And that's pretty fantastic. So if you have Microsoft Office, that is a huge win for you, for you as a user. So I'm I'm really excited about that. The the thing about, about Loop that I, I think is great is there are blocks. So you can add code blocks. You can add paragraphs, headings. You can add all of the things that you would expect and be able to format that however you like. I believe it even supports Markdown. Yes. It may not support taking, like, writing in Markdown, writing a Loop of uh, idea or page, but I know that you can import Markdown into pages. But I'll have to try writing Markdown and see what happens. The, the, the really exciting thing about this is it opens up the conversation of if, if Microsoft can make this accessible, it means that Notion, Obsidian, all these other apps could make their products accessible. They just have to make the choice to do that. And I think that's the important thing here is to note that this, this is doable, right? These applications can be made accessible and still look great. And in fact, I think Loop is one of the better looking of the applications. It's just a very clean interface. So 
I, I'm really excited to see where Luke goes. And I, I, I thought it was just still in beta on mobile, but it's, it's not. It's a full application that you can download from the App Store. Is there any specific use cases that you've used it for, Taylor? Well, I've used it for Checkopolis related stuff. I've also used, I've created a workspace for myself because, you know, you guys are the first to know, but I'm going to be creating a craft business where I sell all of my, you know, craft projects. And so I created an inventory tracker on loop in my own art crafting workspace, which is still linked to Techopolis works office, but it was my own workspace that I didn't share with anybody else. Mm-hmm. And and you could have your own private workspaces without sharing, and that's really nice. You know, they they make the workspaces for collaboration, but they you can have your own workspaces for whatever you want, and you can link out to other Microsoft content, Word documents, Excel, all of that stuff within Loop. Now, the the neat thing is is that you can use Loop as an individual product, or you can you know add document links you can add pages like links to different pages in your document or in other pages or you know you can just write everything inside of one page and that's that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of uh, they call these second brain apps because you could just open a new page and start writing documentation or information and then link it to other areas so you know, we've used Trello, we've used Asana, we've used all these other things. But all of this stuff can be done in one loop page or multiple pages. So that's the fantastic thing. It's really up to your imagination because, you know, you can create boards that you could do in Asana in loop and even have more flexibility over how those work. It, it, it makes it so you don't have to pay for as many pro uh, products. And it does have integrations. Have you looked at those, Taylor? No. So I know it integrates with Trello. I know there's other apps that it can integrate with. And, of course, if you add Power Automate, it even does more, which is great. But there's so many options available with this program. I think it's even worth the $15 that you pay for it per user. Because not only are you getting Microsoft Loop, but you're also getting... Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Access, and all of the other applications that you would get with Office. So is there any other use cases that you could see that would make this thing that is useful for you? I'm not sure. I mean, like I said, I'm going to be using it for accessibility, like documentation for company stuff, you know, for my own like company stuff. I don't know. I mean, people could even use this as a journaling app. You know, you could have a journaling workspace and just write your journals as pages. I didn't really it, think about that. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, the one thing I don't see in there is how to, you, if, if you could do spoken content. But other than that, it can do journaling really well, I would imagine. You could probably embed like an audio file or something. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you could embed anything into it and then, you know, you could share your pages, you can, you know, do whatever you would like to with those. But that's the nice thing about this. It is flexible. It can be used for whatever you like. And and that's the whole, that's why people liked Notion is because you can, it was a database. You could write down things and reference them. And that's what Loop's workspaces are, is databases. You can create pages, sub pages, and then reference those pages with links. 
And that's really the power of this thing is it has most of Notion's capabilities and they're just going to make it better from here. So I, I think, you know, everybody is, why do I need another program? And I think, you know, when you're collaborating with people, you know, when you're working with folks, oh, and that's another thing we have to talk about. This will blow people away. When you're collaborating and working with folks, it's important to be able to store things where people can read and, and understand what's going on. If I write code that Taylor needs to be able to read, then she should be able to have a place where she could read what I've written, right? Mm -hmm. or, or anybody on the team. Now, here is where it gets insanely cool. And we found this out the hard, we found this out by accident. I was editing a page and Taylor went into the same page and was able to make edits at the same time. And it was alerting her when I was moving my focus and changing text. Do you want to explain, you know, what the screen reader was doing when you did that? Yeah. So like if I was on one line, it would be like, Michael is editing the same paragraph as you. Or Michael has moved down. Michael's moved up. Michael's editing so-and-so. And it literally would read what, you know, you're doing. And visually, it shows the person. It shows their little a little avatar and shows their cursor as they're moving and doing different things. What's incredible about this, this is Google Docs, folks. This is what you get with Google. And it's built in with Microsoft. So in, in Loop. And that's amazing. Like just being able to follow along. So if we, if you are writing code or if you're writing podcast notes, we could collaborate on those notes or code in real time, which is really nice. I'm, I'm a huge fan of applications that do this and, and allow you to really organize your thoughts. You know, you could use this as a to-do list application if you wanted to. They have other apps to do that, but I mean, you could. What's nice is you can embed a to-do list inside of your content. Like you could have a paragraph, a heading, and then a to-do list and check everything off. So maybe you're creating a new project, maybe a new app, and you have a template for a new app. You could create that template, put the information in, and then go through the to-do list step-by-step step until it's done. And then you could say, okay, this app is complete. That is the power of this. You know, a lot of applications, you have a document or you have a to-do list. You don't usually have both. And you have that here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really think it's a, a really cool idea. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we're, we would like to promote is we do have, we are streaming this into Discord. And I want to thank everybody that's here. And, you know, if you have questions about this, we'd love to hear them. If you want to put them in the chat, we will talk about those. We're looking for other ways to make the IA cast more interact interactive. So I'm glad that we can have this on Discord. It's fantastic. But I, you know, there there are so many ways you can use this. You could even use this as a photo album, scrapbooking, all kinds of stuff. And and you know, it, it it's just a fantastic way to organize your your data, your information, and even your thoughts. So you could put things in there where you know, you may not have to remember those and you could just refer back later. Also, if you're a low vision or a visual user, like it, it is very pleasing to look at. It's not a terrible looking app. So that's, that's a good thing as well. 
Taylor, do you have any other thoughts about Loop? No, I think it's an amazing application. Okay. Everybody should try it. So Payone in the chat says, have we tested it with Outlook yet? And we've also gotten that question from others. We have not tried like putting a component in Outlook as of yet, but I, I rarely use Outlook. But I don't see why it wouldn't be accessible, but I do know that it works with Teams, from what I understand, and other applications. So it does make it worth having... Even if you're not using Outlook, you know, you could just, and I actually, actually, you know, that's a good, another good question that I just thought of. What happens if you copy information out of there and put it in mail, like Mac mail? How will that handle it? Don't know. It might just make a link to the component. But, you know, all these things are worth trying out, you know, and seeing what happens. How is it on Mac? On Mac, they have an electron or no, excuse me. They have a, basically you have to use it in the web, but you can add it to the dock and it makes a web app out of loop and it looks great as a web app. So I don't even notice the difference, but I do kind of wish they had a way to use it offline or like in an actual application. So I I would recommend trying it out. If you have Office, if you don't, you, apparently you can use it with the family version or the home with making workspaces. I would not use it if you have the business basic because you can just make uh, pages or ideas. You do not get the workspace support. So I mm-hmm. I would stay, stay clear of it. That, uh, that alone, you know, just makes the business basic not as, as enticing because Loop really does allow for you know, that it, it kind of fills that hole that Notion could fill if it was accessible. But again, the plus for this is Notion, you have to pay per workspace. This you do not. So those are things to keep in mind. Now, Notion does have an AI component and other things. I think you can get Copilot for Office, but that is substantially more expensive as well. So all of those things are worth thinking about whenever you. But want I would love to, to figure out to get mm-hmm. an AI solution because, like, that's what I'm missing. You know. Now, what if, if you can create workspaces like Taylor is saying on the uh, home and and family edition, then you could get that twenty dollars a month co-pilot, and that would probably work with your Microsoft Loop then as well. Okay, so I really would recommend looking at this it's it's look at the features we'll link to it in the show notes it this can also be an automation tool right because the more you can put down and and be able to reference back to later it'll be very useful and it's surprising that that google or uh, others do not have similar solutions would you use a solution from google over microsoft or, or do you like loop well, considering that we have to use Microsoft for accessibility stuff, mm-hmm. I think that I'd rather just use Loop. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, too, I mean, look at what Google has done with, like, sheets and slides and other things. You have to, like, jump through hoops, if you even possible, to get accessibility to work on those platforms. So, yeah, I think that that's really where the problem comes into play there is – you don't get a lot of those 
features with Google Workspace. You know, we're we're keeping Google Workspace for one reason and one reason only, and that's shared drives. But other than that, you know, I feel like Office does offer much more of an accessible solution, even though Office Online is a pain sometimes. All right, let's go ahead and I want to talk about uh, one other topic before we wrap up. And we've been able to hear a lot more about the Vision Pro. Taylor, is there, are you kind of still on the fence about this thing? Or are you, if you had the money, would you go and buy it tomorrow? No, I would not. It needs to have the seeing AI and other things in order for me to do that. Yeah, we, we've learned that with the Vision Pro, apps will not have full camera support at launch uh, or when it launched. And that may come later on in a beta, but or in, you know, Vision OS 2, but it does not look like you have full access to the cameras. And in fact, in a WWDC video, they stated that if you're using Vision, like like the Vision Kit controllers for scanning documents, it will use a nearby device to do so. That's a bummer. That is a complete bummer because that thing, I bet, could do some great scanning. Yeah, it's a deal breaker for me. Yeah, there's a, th- a lot of things that I still want on this device, but it's it is kind of a bummer that we are not going to get several things that it should be able to do. There's so many cameras on that device, but I have so- a feeling some of that is regulatory, right? Some of that is are do they have or have they gone through regulations, you know, with governments to make sure that you can scan and things like that. There are things that we've heard about with the Vision Pro I don't want to discuss until I've actually gotten a chance to try them because they sound amazing and I don't want to get people's hopes up until we actually know how it works. But I should be able to get my hands on a Vision Pro this week. So I'm pretty excited to try that out. I'm still super excited about all this stuff. So it'll be really cool to see where Loop and and Vision Pro will go in the future. So these are going to be some topics that we follow pretty closely in the IA cast. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. I will have more to talk about on Vision Pro next week. And I'll probably report more on Loop. But with all that being said, I want to thank everybody in who's been here in chat. And man, you know, I might, if, for people that stay this long into the podcast, I might start asking our chat room to give us picks. <laughs> right. But Taylor, what is your pick for this week and where can people find you online? Well, I guess it's the new knitting machine that I just bought that I'm partially mad at. I bought this again. I was talking about my crafting business. Again, you guys are the first ones to hear about it. So that is pretty awesome. You guys should consider yourselves lucky. I've been keeping it under closed doors until I could actually get my inventory. And, well, I bought this knitting machine on Friday, and it has been nothing but frustration ever since I bought it because I was trying to learn how to use it, and then it was, like, very visual. So I'm going to be troubleshooting it after this IA cast gets over. You can find me online, tayarnt at techopolis.social on Mastodon. And that's mainly where I'm at. I'm also on YouTube and just all over. Yep. What is your YouTube channel? So that also has changed. So I'll just make this really brief. Due to Google thinking that I'm 12 and it kind of escalating. I have a whole video about that. It's on Arndt Tech. So A-R-N-D-T Tech. 
And you can go ahead and listen to that video and you can understand the entire story behind it. But I'm pretty excited about the new channel and I definitely need to get back to posting because it's been a pretty busy month. Yep. All right. So my pick this time is another TV show because you know me. And that is season two of Halo. It's got some different reviews. People haven't liked it. It's they could do some things better in season one. Season two has started off to be pretty good. And I'm I'm gonna watch it all the way through because you know it's science fiction and y'all know me. I will watch it, even if it's not good. <laughs> so I've been enjoying it. I've I've seen the first two episodes, so some of the special effects and some of the fight scenes at the beginning were really cool. I, I really enjoyed that. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for the whole season. So Halo, check it out. Paramount Plus might be able to buy the seasons on iTunes. I'm not sure, but it is audio described. It's not bad. And yeah, Halo and Paramount Plus. So where can you find me online? I'm Mike Doeys on most places. Mike Doeys at techopolis.social. And you can email me at MikeDoeys at iCloud.com. You can find me as Michael Doeys on Facebook and all the places. And I'm on Discord as Mike Doeys. We really are doing some work on a lot of our platforms. And hey, about that, we have a new community on WhatsApp for the iAccessibility community where you could come and join several different groups instead of just one massive sprawling group of however many people, and and you could join and talk about whatever you'd like. We'd love to hear suggestions and how we can improve that, so please let me know. I'd love to hear people's thoughts on that. But people are seeming to love it. We got people posting in our book club, movies and TV, games, all kinds of rooms. So it's fantastic. And it's actually also been announced for, if you're a BITS member, they have a WhatsApp community, so join Bits, and you you can join a group of folks there. That's the Blind Information Technology Specialists, and very similar thing. They have a Discord. We have a Discord. So there's two great places where you can go to come talk to people. So it's fantastic stuff. All right, thanks Taylor for being here again. Thank you everybody in chat. Y'all are great. Oh. It, it, it's been a fan, fantastic podcast. <laughs> yes, but Discord is better. <laughs> that is from Ashley on the chat. So, you know, we have a we have an active chat room. It's fantastic. So uh, I want to thank you all for being here. It's been a great episode and we'll be back for more soon. Thank you, everyone. And have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the IA cast. We hope you enjoyed the show and found the conversation to be insightful and informative. If you have any feedback or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at feedback at IACast.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at IACast Network to stay informed about new episodes and other updates. Don't forget to check out more great podcasts on the IACast Network, IACast.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon.